da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. It's Battlefield Earth time here on Mad About Movies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Pete <laughs> down. Oh my gosh. It's pretty crappy in the world right now, so... I mean, I guess we're going to try to lighten your mood, but... <laughs> might just make I'm you more depressed. Full... Can't bleep me here. I'm wearing full dreadlocks. Ready for this. You're, 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 you're looking like the predator this evening. Mm-hmm. And you got you got a my eyebrows are arched AF. You I'm got ready a, to party. a forehead extension, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, enabled there. And you're wearing four foot stilts, <laughs> just walking around. Gosh. What's great about Travolta is like this film is, I mean, probably his worst moment, but it's arguable, which is an incredible. <laughs> The fact that that is arguable, isn't it? What a run. That's impressive. You're right. He's yeah. unlike anyone else. Um, Ryan knows how to pick his foes. Oh, yeah. This is like picking yeah, Greg Oden as a foe. <laughs> Greg <laughs> Oden's knees. Like, yeah, not even Greg Oden, the human yeah, knees. Exactly. Greg Oden's Look, knees. I really hate Greg Oden's knees. And then that <laughs> delivers to you. Yeah. What a run. That's amazing. That's a great point. I was thinking about that too uh, during this. I'm like, okay, this was what 2003 when this came out. Something, 2000, 2000, yeah, something 2000, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember they had to like adjust the time so that it didn't conflict with Star Wars prequels. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, the sequel was supposed to come out in 2003. That's so what that I was they could, reading. Okay, they I could slide it in between in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. They didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to make the it's viewers similar. choose. You know well, what I mean? It's. I mean, gotta, imagine being like. I mean, with the 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 luxury of ret, ret, you know hindsight is is saying, man. I mean, Attack of the Clones is so much better than this. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, Phantom yeah. Menace is so it's, much better. They were, they were right not to compete with those yeah. films, which are both not very good because they are <laughs> leaps and bounds better than this. I was thinking that too. I was comparing the Star Wars prequels. This feels and looks like it was made. 20 years before the Star Wars prequels in almost every sense, like effects, mm. uh, just overall, yeah. I don't want to call the prequels cinematic, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they're way yeah. more cinematic than than <laughs> Battlefield Earth. I'm going to be honest with you guys, and I'm actually proud to say this. I'd never seen this movie before this, and I think that's kind of been a, a theme with these bad movie marathon <laughs> episodes that we've been doing since the quarantine started. Is that, uh, you know, I've saved some things for an excuse. It's like, I'm not just going to go sit down and watch Jack and Jill because it's a, right. an average Thursday. No. Like, you're going to have, there has to be a reason. You know, it's like Batman and Robin, unlike Batman and Shane, is not part of my daily routine. Like, I don't wake up mm-hmm. every morning and watch Batman and Robin on 7.1 surround Atmos. It's not, you know, I don't do it, but it's you know, every other morning. Yeah, given given the opportunity to to come on here and I guess make light of the situation to with you guys to kind of I don't know get my thoughts out and and it can like vent it you know in, in a way it's like therapeutic kind of so I, I, that's what I kind of take out of this I, I do it and then I can vent about it and then never think about it or see it ever again and it, and it feels good and I don't I don't have to feel like I'm 
ripped off in any way. Like if I had gone to the theater in 2000 and seen this, even, I don't alone, know, I was 13, one, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been like, Oh man, I, I totally probably wanted to see this when I was like, Oh, it's PG 13. Oh, I gotta man. go see battlefield earth with John Travolta. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I would have felt ripped off if I was 13. I, I totally, I totally would have. And I remember, well, it's like the first bad movie that you went to, like that your parents Anaconda. didn't take you. Okay. There you go. Anaconda is the movie that taught me that movies could be bad. Like I genuinely don't think I had ever it had ever crossed my mind that a movie that I would be excited about that I would go see in theaters uh, would be would be bad could could possibly be bad. And I went and saw Anaconda and I was like, oh, okay, that's that hurts. That hurts. I was pretty pumped for that one. That's and it taught me a, a pretty big lesson right then and there that day. I guess how bad Anaconda is and still is a hundred times the film that this is. So what was the first one for you, Richard? Um, Manaconda. No, um, <laughs> um, the oh man, first bad movie I saw, I saw <laughs> what's funny is I liked it, but then like, I kind of realized it was bad. It was my first experience with the notion of camp, um, or kind of silly on purpose. And mine was a gnome named Norm. Are you familiar with this cinematic treat? Oh man, I'm not. Wow. Was Norm, Norm McDonald in it or no, I wish oh. it's about a gnome named Norm who's, who infiltrates a man's life. And I realized like, this isn't well-made even <laughs> at like seven year old me. I, I had a kind of a stepdad figure guy. He was a great guy. And his bit was he would rent everything and then make uh VHS, you know, copies of it. He had the, the two VHS. Oh, system. I don't man, think I'm, I, I don't that. think I'm, I don't think I'm ratting him out now, 30 years later or whatever. He still does it to this day. He does. It's he a does. lot harder now. I told but, him about Netflix, yeah. and he was like, you know what? I got a system, Rich. But uh, <laughs> it costs a lot, too, to do it this it way is, now. It's, and his way of winning me over is he would like show up to take my mom on a date, and then they would just leave me home alone, because I was seven, and it was the 90s, and that was ter- totally reasonable. And they he would have like a, a VHS with like four hours of movies on it. So I saw a lot of stuff. Um and I had a gnome named Norm was was number one on this VHS tape. And the second film was Mary Kate and Ashley's How the West Was Fun with mm, Martin Mole. Oh, man. So it started by Martin Mole Love. And uh and then eventually Maggie Mole Love. And and uh and so the the a gnome named Norm was the first movie I remember watching it alone at the ripe old age of seven and being like, This is not well made. Look it up. It's it a good one. And Norm, by the way. Norm is also spelled with a G. That's the pun. It's oh, a gnome named Gnorm. Like no, like Nomeo and Juliet. Yeah, exactly. Hey, very much. The so. cinematic gym. Mine was Rollerball 2002. Remember that Ooh, one? That's a good one. I, I yeah. really was looking forward to that too. I'm like, oh, futuristic sport. Chris Klein. I'm in. <laughs> and I remember going yeah, to that. me at Chris Klein. Me and my dad Just... went and saw that. And I, and, and I was like, that was one of the worst things ever. <laughs> Wait, that might be worthy of a bad movie marathon episode because that is yeah, that's a horrible, a horrific movie. film. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness! And then they remade it with a lead of Battle Angel, so mm-hmm. it's kind of odd that they would do it. But also belongs in this marathon. <laughs> We've already talked about that. But that's, I mean, a lead of Battle Angel is the Godfather compared to Battlefield Earth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am so surprised at how horrific this this movie was. At every turn, like the yeah. fact that John Travolta, I mean, it not surprising me that he did it, but like Forrest Whitaker and 
Barry Pepper and people like that, like woke up every day for (laughs) three months, four months and put on this stuff and said these lines and didn't somehow kill themselves. I don't understand that. It's key to remember that it's not 2019 John Travolta, meaning he still had some heat at this time. He had other options. Um, we're going to review Gotti at some point maybe. And, and, uh, and you know, that is a little more of a, this makes sense that John Travolta would be in this, even though it's awful. Um, this is like, you know, it's like 18 months after get shorty. Like it's, dude. he has stuff going on. And I get it's a religious thing or whatever it's, but still. This is six years after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> After Tarantino saved After his career, he was the Pulp Fiction Academy he Award in nominated, all the chips. Yeah, re- reinvigorated a a dead a look yeah. who's talking to career and yeah. and, and, and bad movies. But it was coming off like Michael and um, Phenomenon, Phenomenon, yeah. which were hits. Broken like Arrow. they weren't good, but they made yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, face off, face off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Face-off. And and then he does. Th- I mean, that's that's like me telling you, okay, it's 2014. So Michael Keaton. Did Birdman? It's like saying Michael Keaton <laughs> did Battlefield Earth in in 2019 mm-hmm. or 20. It's just like unfathomable to me that you could fall so hard so fast. But leave it to John Travolta to do mm-hmm. that. And yeah, let's talk about the the point of this. I mean, the point of the movie is just religious cult propaganda, is it not? Or How, I don't. I mean, off, as a firm Scientologist on this show. <laughs> I'm I actually converted to Scientology because of this movie. Like I, yeah, I saw Battlefield yeah. Earth and then was like, "That seems like it's for me. I'm gonna seek that out." See, opposite <laughs> for me, I was all in, oh, and then I saw this, this and I was like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm kind of out." That's the now. best they can do. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. so I became a Branch mm-hmm. Davidian, but mm-hmm. <laughs> short the, lived, But they had a better history. That's kind of um, like my 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 current. <laughs> Uh, I became an Astros fan because they cheated. <laughs> Hated them before. I got them in I that love their commitment to winning. Yeah, yeah. I, I only I like them post post uh, cheating in the World Series. That's when I got on board. I'm kind yeah. of in on that. I think that's a great buy low opportunity. It's yes, like, exactly. Load up on Astros gear and just go to bars and troll. There is a, a like a we live in Texas, so. It's so funny I, at the grocery store in the beer cold beer section. There's like a Houston Astros branded like beer, <laughs> and, and every yeah. week they Carbock, yeah, yeah Carbock Brewing, and every week they discount it more and more. It's like four dollars for a six pack, uh, like a twelve. No pack one's buying now, it here, and guys. no one it's is not buying, happening. No one yeah. is buying it in a pandemic. <laughs> like I'm not touching anything related to the freaking Astros. It's just beer, but it's like somehow you're gonna cheat on your wife yeah. if you drink it or something. But, yeah. uh, man, Carbock also just to add a little bit to this, Carbock loves to take shots at other breweries in the like they they they've gone after Shiner like pretty publicly, and you're like, well, I mean, I don't know that I'd do that, but so burn, yeah, yeah screw Carbock, is it? Carbock. Yeah, hey, can get I tell you guys a story that on the podcast that only you guys will get? Of course. Um, Saturday, yeah. on yeah, on Saturday, Dennis drove to Houston and back to get two six packs of beer because he was bored. <laughs> to where and back? Houston. Man. Oh my gosh! There's a new brewery opening up. Had to check that out, so they drove to Houston and back. So that's for mm-hmm. you guys. I'm sure. Can't those, get beer. The legend, great. I mean, yeah. I get it. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can't get beer literally everywhere. So that's good. Um, gosh, hey, don't, don't you dare besmirch. 
the legend's name. <laughs> he is a legend, man. He's got a silver plaque at the. If we ever do a live show, Dennis has to come. We got to get Dennis on. As yeah, like Dennis a, is not. A, he's an underreported person, but all you need to know, he has nine plates at the Flying Saucer, and if you know what that means, you know what that means. <laughs> Icon. That's an. That's iconic. Okay, well, man, this this film film I'll, I'll call it that. Mm. This this work, this artistic expression is is so funny to me it, mainly because of Travolta still defending it like still yep. to this day yep. has said mm-hmm. yeah Gotta great that. pretty pretty awesome and what was the quote Brian he said it was better than Star Wars but he said basically in the Schindler's tour, list yeah yeah he said it would be better than it was Star Wars a new hope but better and quote the Schindler's list of science fiction movies so and you got to admit yeah. it is in that they're both atrocities <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> this felt like Schindler's List, but in a different way, you know, like this felt like what Schindler's List was about when I was watching it. it I don't understand the Dutch angle. The whole thing. movie. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. The whole movie. But I mean, the, the, the they didn't like level out the camera the whole movie. <laughs> No, and, and and done on purpose too. Yeah, it's, it's a I, it's an artistic choice to shoot from the Dutch angle the entire movie, um, so that it feels like a comic book. Uh, is the the reasoning on that? Uh, I guess. You know what this felt like? It felt like a movie version of the Hercules series starring Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> But worse, but worse. But worse. Yeah, I got you. Like it yeah. has the the tone of a late '90s CW drama, like Xena mm-hmm. Warrior Princess meets Hercules, but done with science fiction and done mm-hmm. with John Travolta fully convinced that he's making something better than Schindler's sure. List and Star and, Wars. And I, yeah. I say this as as someone of 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 faith. Um, it, 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 you know, it is, it is sort of, you know, as someone who, there's a lot of question out there, whether Scientology is a legitimate religion or, you know, where it stands, especially when it comes to tax code and stuff, it's best argument, um, for religious status is probably this movie in that it's like a really lame faith-based film in some ways, like those ones that are like on VHS still in 2020, um, mm-hmm. on all, all different religions have them. I'm not singling out anybody, but like. Um, that is probably its best art. It's almost like they were trying to do that. Like they're trying to make like an early nineties faith based film in, in some ways, but the faith revolves around aliens and seven forty seven Boeings, yeah. which is an interesting choice. <laughs> what were some of your uh, notes on this one, fellas? The makeup was really inconsistent. I don't know um what was going on there in terms of budget, but like the the look of the characters, I don't know if it's just 2020 uh, TVs or what, but everyone looked differently as the film went on. That seemed really low rent. I mean, compare and contrast in your brain this to Dick Tracy, the makeup in that, which we, we made fun of a little bit last this week. This looked better than that. 10 years before this. Yeah. I mean, it was... <laughs> the, the the shoddiness of, of every aspect of this is is kind of unparalleled i don't know that i've ever seen a movie that has that that fails so drastically on literally every single level the way this one does like it just it there's not one thing that's done 
to like a decent level. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a D, you know, I mean, every single thing is like, if you're just grading it out by, by element by element and, and part by part, you're just like F, F I mean, that's an F <laughs> that's an F that, I mean, there's not one, one positive that you can find in this at all. It's, it's remarkable. Really. It's kind of, I, I just, I'm with you. Can't like, I don't think I'd ever, I know I have seen part of this. I'm not sure that I've ever seen the whole thing from, from start to finish. And I was just in awe of, of, uh, it's horrificness. It, it, it's really kind of a miracle of filmmaking in a way. I lost a bet in, uh, 2007 at a borders bookstore to producer Steven. <laughs> and, uh, the, the payoff was for a month. Good story, good yeah. Story I used to eat my lunch yeah. in the little break room in the back. And for, a, um, for a month and we had, this was during the time when this thing still mattered. So we had like every DVD ever. So we had a copy of, <laughs> of battlefield earth and the payoff was I had to watch battlefield earth every day when I ate my lunch for 30 minutes in the back room and never explain anyone why, why I was doing it. And, uh, <laughs> I paid that. So I've seen this movie a couple times through. Cause like, you know, I probably did that eight times. So 20, 30 minutes of time, barely paying attention. So this brought back some pretty substantial PTSD, which was, which was tough. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the, you know, when you've seen like the South Park on Scientology and you've seen, which I, you probably haven't, Brian, cause I yeah, you know, South Park, yeah. you've seen that one. Yeah. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. calling you out. Yeah. I was just, and no, you've no, seen, I've seen the, know, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, the Lawrence Wright doc and the Lawrence Wright book and all that stuff. Uh, you go, okay, well, I, you know, in some ways it provides some context for this, which you would think would soften the blow, but it absolutely doesn't. Cause it's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know, you know, how much this related to the the Scientology. I know Aaron Hubbard like wrote the book or whatever, but I didn't know that there were aspects of this that are like allegory for things that happen in to Zenu or whatever. And I read that the incarceration scene of John Travolta is almost like exactly the, what you find out at like level four of Scientology. <laughs> Imagine you, you spend your life savings to get to level OT four or whatever it is. And then they're just like, all right, I'm going to sit in this room and we're going to show you <laughs> this one scene from battlefield earth. And this is you pretty much like our $270,000. Yeah, this is our religion. Go here. Here it is. This is what happens. And you're just There's like, a lot I, of, I, I'm uh, confused. Uh, why is he talking in a normal voice? But he's, <laughs> got the highest voice of all time, but he's supposed to be like a menacing <laughs> like villain. That's so funny to me that they are like, okay, the guy we need for this is John Travolta. Well, this is his thing, you know? I know I mean, he, is, he was behind project, it, but it's like but, he, yeah. nothing about him fits anything no, about this movie. He sucks. There's nothing that he does. I mean, I didn't know this. Apparently a lot of his actual uh, – a lot of his actual dialogue had to be done in post-production because he growled his lines like the predator through the course of this movie. So going to need to um, see some, is there, yeah, we, YouTube we, footage we, of that? Is there a growl cut? Sure. Release the growl yeah. cut. <laughs> Somebody needs, uh, surely Batman Shane can help us get a hold of that. That's the, that's, I'm interested in that. I'd, I'd like to watch that, but uh, yeah, not great. Not There's great. a tongue in cheek kind of, uh, I don't know. Want to say, I mean, charm to a movie like The Room, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, at least you could. They have good intentions. They're having fun making it. <laughs> this is just 
an hour 47 of cringe. Like, cause yeah. everybody's trying so hard to make this good or thinks they're making something good. And, you know, I get to an extent why, you know, Harrison Ford would show up at Star Wars and think, and Al, or Alec Guinness would show up at Star Wars and think mm-hmm. they're making a mm-hmm. piece of crap. It's like, dude, I was in Bridging the River Kwai and now I'm sitting with right. a, a <laughs> right. space ape and, but it, you know, obviously it came together. I'm on this weird mountain that they're shooting up at me at. Right. I, I can understand yeah. <laughs> that thinking as an actor of, okay, this, this sucks. This is not going to be, and then randomly it's the biggest thing ever. Right. Everyone was convinced before this, that this was the, going to be the biggest thing ever. And like that, they didn't need to make a good movie because of the fact that it was science fiction meant it was going to have this cult audience and following. It was going to make a ton of money. I think this is just a big lesson for a lot. You know, I, I can't really compare it to much. Maybe, I mean, to a lesser extent, something like John Carter. But John yeah. Carter is, yeah. is I mean, light years is Citizen yeah. Kane compared it's, to this. I mean, it's just not, it's not even close. It really does, watching it kind of, one of the things I thought of is, is the, beyond just like, you know, just trying not to light myself on fire and stuff, was the, the idea of how much actors nowadays, especially, really do have to trust the process that they're involved in that's going to not make them look stupid, you know? Cause look, there's nothing that Barry Pepper or Forrest Whitaker did on screen that was good. So it's not like they <laughs> gave great performances that just got ruined by bad special effects and stuff, but also the dialogue that they're having to deliver and the way that they're being, I guess, I assume they're being coached on like, here's how I need you to act in this scene and, and the emotions you need to convey and the way you need to do it and all that. And then to get hung out to dry by how, awful the effects are and the editing is and the way that the whole thing is shot it's it's got to be tough it's got to be tough to be barry pepper and look at the dailies on that or look at the the product when it's done and been like i didn't put my best work work forward today but good gracious i this is this is a total disaster you know and having to see that come out on on screen when the when the movie premieres and stuff because it nothing nothing is aided by the special effects and and the way that everything's put together. In in fact, it's it's somehow made worse despite how bad it was to begin with. You know, it's it's a real. It really gave an impression of like how again like the trust that 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 actors have to put into the filmmaking process on this, and and then to just get left out like that is so rough. It's so bad. This made a total of in the U.S. It made a total of twenty one million. And it opened to 11 million in 3,307 theaters. The budget was 73 million. So, yeah. So that's good. But tax free. To put it in perspective, (laughs) to put it in perspective, (laughs) after Earth bombed and it made over $200 million at the box office. Right. Yeah. (laughs) 10 times that. Yeah. Yeah. This was this was awarded the actually it's an hour fifty eight. I'm sorry, I said hour forty seven. I, I apologize for you making people think this was wor- this was worth. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, I did. I passed out. And I woke up in a different room. It was weird. I don't know what happened. That's a lot of Scientologists say that happens yeah, though was, from time to time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there was a massage going on, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> massage. Warner Brothers, I guess, distributed this proudly. How did they? Mm. How did they agree to do that? Last twenty years, by if it was for Harry Potter, <laughs> would 
Warner Brothers be in business. This is an iconic Hollywood yeah. studio. Yeah. 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 This is, this is named the worst movie of the past 25 years by the Razzie Awards. It, it won the most Razzies of any movie up to like 2007. There was some movie that beat it. I can't remember what it was called. That Jack I and Jill beat it. Yeah. Jack and Jack Jill did. Oh, Jack and Jill came away with, I think, 10 Razzies <laughs> in 2012. Nice. And this one, nice. this one only won seven. Um, mm. It did win everything that it was nominated for, though. The only, uh, the only loser at the Razzies, if you if you want to call it such, was Forrest Whitaker, but he he lost supporting actor to Barry Pepper, so they couldn't both win. So. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> my, my favorite Razzies, and look, there's a lot. The Razzies, I think, rightly get a bad rap at a yeah. lot of times. There's there's some there's some really cynical, kind of stupid stuff about the Razzies, but every once in a while. It does its it, it's it's here to do its job and its job is just to to just go hard at Battlefield Earth. But it won worst <laughs> worst on screen couple uh, to John Travolta and anyone who shares a scene, <laughs> which I thought was just so great. Uh, That's classic. Like Seventeen year old me was writing for the Razzies that year or something. It's just so it's so perfect. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, that's great. Some of the double words that they use are hilarious, like man animal, skull bone, breath gas, uh, learning machine, picto camera, rat brain, rest break. Um, Trying to look at some more that I wrote down here. Uh, Did you notice the scene where they're like using the map and they're flying and they're like, oh, we're in Colorado. We're just in Colorado. We must be in Washington now. Like as if those states are yeah. in the, I guess in 3000, Washington and Colorado are joined. And he's like, no, surely I would have seen it. I would have seen the line separating them. Like, I guess yeah. there's like literal physical lines that separate uh-huh. the states like on a map. Yeah. Or are they just trying to say that the man animals are too stupid to know that they aren't? Yes. Yeah, they very, don't know how to read maps. I, I think, I think that it's was a very... Planet of the Apes thing they're going for here. Yes. Yes. And it just doesn't work on any level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With it. No, that yeah. aspect of it and is, I mean, from the book, is a complete ripoff of, of Planet You've of the Apes. You've read the book, I mean, right? No. <laughs> well, I knew. Audible. I he audibled it. Yeah. I knew, I knew you're a big sci fi book guy. I didn't think. Oh, my gosh. I, you couldn't. This, is a, this book is, is over a thousand pages long. You couldn't. There's no world in which you could pay me to read. Um, this it's in, but I, I was looking at the reason, but yeah, like this is, it's, it's obviously a ripoff of, and that's fine. Every book and movie and whatnot at this point is inspired or ripped off of something else or whatever. But that stuff is so planet of the apes. And then they mix in a lot of like water world. I feel like that's a pretty significant inf- uh, influence on, on this, which is maybe not, maybe not the movie you want to go with if you're looking for for cinematic inspiration. Uh, yeah, there's so much of that stuff that you're just like, oh gosh, why why are we doing this? Why are that and yeah, kid, that scene where they're talking about how they're not they can't see the lines on on the geography beneath them is is pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Not to mention the logic leap of they're just flying this whatever, this plane. They've learned to fly this plane for this alien spaceship thing, then they're going to fly it from, uh, from there all the way to DC and back. And it's, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that stuff. I could have, and probably should have just played audio from the movie because 
just playing raw audio from this would be 10 times funnier than anything we could say about the movie. Like the actual <laughs> film is just so laughably stupid on, on every single conceivable level. And what, I mean, what's that scene, Brian, where I guess it's, I don't, I don't know if it was a simulation, but it's like PlayStation one level CG, oh, you know, where they're like flying, like, flying yeah, through the city yeah, or whatever. It, it looks like it would be on a floppy disk yes. in 1987. I mean, yeah. it's it's so horrific, and and that it's is the actually unbelievably bad. Like, this is a movie yeah. where you know it's bad, um, but then you see that that and you go, "This is actually it's worse hard than you to could believe. ever imagine." Yeah, it's to hard yeah. to believe that this someone could even make this, yeah. especially at this budget. But even with like, if this whole movie was eight hundred thousand dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And seven hundred and ninety thousand of that went to John Travolta. <laughs> You'd be like, "Come on!" I mean, you have ten grand. Like, you can make it look a little better right. than that, right? Yeah, no question. I mean, it, it, it's the that's exactly what I thought watching. I was like, I knew this was horrible on every level, but even still, it blew away the expectations of that. And the visuals are a huge part of it. Like that, the first—it's not the opening scene, but within about five ten minutes, when he when when Barry Pepper goes from the the mountains into the town or whatever, to like the abandoned mall, and they're being, <laughs> like they're shooting yeah, at a literal like JC Penney's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're shooting at them and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I mean. The, the the special effects on that sequence with the the blaster bolts flying <laughs> everywhere, and there's at least within the first ten minutes, there I would I would say there's at least three sequences where, you know, again, it's one of those things where the actor has to trust that the filmmaker is not gonna, you know, that they're going to not made, be made to look stupid. There's at least three times where the actor who is being shot at falls. A second and a half before the the laser bolt hits them, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, go run and do it, and we'll, and then they add it, and they couldn't even sync up that correctly, you know, and that again, that's five minutes. Well, the director in, is like, a fan oh. of Peter Jackson, so you have to factor that in. <laughs> you go on a the fan Wikipedia. Of Peter Jackson the director is not Scientologist, which is super weird. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then secondly, he it just says two things about him. Uh, whatever his last name is. His last name is Christian. Christian is a Buddhist. Okay. Not Scientologist. And he's a huge <laughs> fan of Peter Jackson. That's his entire <laughs> personal life. So he does like good movies. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. He was recommended by George Lucas, by the way, that, uh, that, that's yeah, who got he him did second game, unit on Phantom Menace, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was the, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, better the best than the first unit. Yeah. Yeah. Way better. <laughs> All the Jake Lloyd close ups were, <laughs> pretty solid so they need to bring him in to to do this gosh the the jail fight scene is hilarious to me too oh man the the audio mix was like completely off to me it felt like a listening yeah, to one of those same. beatles records where the stereo <laughs> is like oh paul's in your left ear and john's in your right ear <laughs> you know they're just like overly <laughs> abusing like uh, like what stereo is about and like fading and like trying to make it cool and it's just annoying like I, several times during this i had to adjust my like literally physically adjust my stereo to make sure my stereo wasn't like going out <laughs> i was like nope the audio mixer is just that bad 
Richard, let's make sure we we note this that Kent compared uh, Battlefield Earth to the Beatles. Yeah, I'm I compared them. That. Yeah, I did compare <laughs> yeah. them. You yes. said that it I was compared the it to Citizen Kane in Schindler's <laughs> List <laughs> right. too, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the no, got the it down. Funniest thing to me about the audio though minutes. was the echo thing they do with like the flashbacks. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They just repeat dialogue for no well, to emphasize so, it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is I know why, because he's Travolta, but most of the other silogs or whatever they're called, um, they have a lot of makeup and prosthetics and stuff on their faces to make them look like aliens. And then John Travolta is just John Travolta. Cause, because you know, in his contract, he was like, no, they got to see my face. When I'm going to be in this, they got to see my face. Everyone needs to see the Travolta face. It's kind of amazing too i mean and when he's in that the the first scene you're talking about can't where the voice thing that does the weird the weird echo he's sitting around a table with six other people one of whom has like a huge neck that's stretched down to his stomach and all this stuff. i mean it's like why do we why did we think it was okay to make why not just make all of them look like that look like travolta instead of spending all this extra time on the prosthetics of the face and then letting Travolta not do that. It's so, so stupid. Exactly. Gosh, I, I just, him being in this movie just, just makes me laugh so hard. It just brings me so much joy. And you're right. To Richard's point at the outset, he never recovered from this. His career did it. He did be cool. He still is trying to defend it. He's yeah. He did. Uh, we're going to talk about Gotti. Maybe we should talk about the fanatic instead of Gotti because I feel like we could have a lot of great Fred Durst thoughts on the fanatic too. Maybe we VIPs, let us know which one's back. worse. Mm. Whatever one's worse. Got time apparently. because Travolta is all about the he says she said bull. So it's <laughs> really we just got to figure out which one he wanted to hit it better than quit it. Leave you with a fat lip. So it's one of those. So keep going. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> I want to see what else you got. There's a, a, a big... <laughs> Richard's just going to audibly, audibly uh, uh, karaoke Limp Biscuit for an hour. That'll It'd be, be cool if Tom Cruise just did movies by West Portland. That'd be a real power move. It's like you can't really see the monitors because of his giant hard contacts, but he knows how to direct an actor. I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> We've taken Kent's will the, the, to live now. No, it's, it's been gone. It, yeah. I told you I blacked out during this. And you said you, you tried not to set yourself on fire. I set myself on fire. Okay, is yeah. It, yeah. I have got severe is this, burns. Is this the worst movie we've ever done on this show? I it's think the it, worst movie we've ever seen. It's the worst yeah, movie right. we've done for sure. Yeah. It's worse I, I than was, Jack and Jill. It's worse than I was trying to. Th- you know, I said on the record, I was like, "Wow, Cats is the worst thing ever." Yeah, Cats is Cats really is, bad. Is is great compared to this? It's I Casablanca. Mean, what what yeah. classic are you going to compare? Yeah, it's Casablanca <laughs> compared to Battlefield Earth. I'll go out. I'll on the record say that. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, this oh, is no, no, this is worse than those. <laughs> the poster for Cats. Kent Garrison Casablanca podcast compared to. Battlefield Earth. They just cut that part out. This is worse than those, like, uh, Asylum ripoff movies that, like, Sharknado company, you know, where you see, like, Atlantic Rim. 
and it's mm-hmm. like a Pacific mm-hmm. Rim knockoff. That's and they just, have a sixty thousand dollar budget, and they're just yeah. trying to well, like trick your yeah. grandma into thinking mm-hmm. it's the one yeah. you're talking about for Christmas. Transmorphers, Transmorphers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are are better than hundred percent agree because yeah. those know they suck. This thinks yeah. it's this thinks it is. If they're this making was a, if this the next was the, Matrix. If, yeah, if this was mm-hmm. the eighth episode of the fourth season of Power Rangers, you'd be like, that was a bad episode. <laughs> I just didn't quite and it leave cost out $73 Alpha million. Dollars. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that and those cost eleven dollars to produce. What's yeah. funny is they the way this movie ends too, like it's clearly they think they're doing another one. Like this is this mm-hmm. is just halfway yep. part you of the story. They got through half the book. Yeah, and until it the rest just of the ends, story, and so. it's like directed by whatever. You're like, wow, that is, yeah. that is bold. <laughs> to leave it on that note is, it's quite bold. So many tropes too used just horribly, especially sci-fi and action movie type tropes, where it's just like, all right, uh, it just felt like the direction was. Uh, hey, you've seen an action movie, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I need you to do the run while someone's shooting at you. Okay. Got it. And that's what it is. And then it's, you've seen action movies. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You're going to be the person who sacrifices themselves uh, by shooting the bazooka at these, at these explosives. And uh, so I need you to just give me whatever you got on that. Okay. That guy was, sure. what is that guy up to in this? He is... So oh. he's he was in Sons of Anarchy and he was really good on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, he also is in like the Resident Evil movies and stuff like that. So he's not a particularly good actor, but this was even by his standards, I feel like he's mm. like, please don't anyone don't see this. <laughs> no one see this. It's so bad. Well, uh man. There's not much it's hard it's hard to talk about bad movies. I know I mean, if we had one more guest on here, maybe we go a little longer on this, but I mean, it really is tough to just say how bad something is for, for, for as, as long as we are without, uh, yeah. I guess wanting to die I, real know? fast. Can I read you a couple of quotes yes, from please. critics on this? Uh, Roger Eber said, it's, <laughs> it's not merely bad. It's unpleasant in a hostile way. <laughs> Roger Eber. I thought that was thumbs fantastic. up. Um, he also said a film that for de- for decades to come will be a punchline of jokes about bad movies, which was very prophetic. Uh, Jonathan Ross, who I think was at the post at that point, could be wrong with that, but he said, everything about it sucks. Everything. <laughs> the beginning, the middle, and especially the end, I thought was was a, a very good, uh, a very good s- summary. But Ebert's killed me. I thought that was such a funny... It's, it's unpleasant in a hostile way is, is a really good way to put it, I think. That's good. One of our listeners, uh, I think it's drinkwin.ca, did a Battlefield Earth drinking game. So if you're mm. really, really feeling bad about yourself during this quarantine, just go ahead and throw on a Battlefield Earth drinking game and you'll, I'm sure, <laughs> pass out within five minutes. You'll black out. And just they let also it, have let a wash movies you. drinking game, too. I need to take my Which I'm just going to go that. ahead and say, my wife, my wife, my wife. <laughs> all right. You're all hammered. No. If you're playing. Committed murder. That's tough. Yeah. I just killed three people. <laughs> well, let's grade this thing out. F minus, minus, minus for yeah, me. Yeah. All the way across. I think that's fair. Triple. Yeah. It's the worst Can I go worse in F minus, minus, minus? Yeah. I think we should go with we, the we solid G. G minus, minus, minus. Yeah. I think this is a G minus, 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 minus. And then G stands for Garrison. It stands for great. 
because if I'm, <laughs> if it's great or greatest, it's definitely great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only thing you can go with. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, I prepared a notarized letter to send to uh, Zack Snyder and, and Warner Brothers and such, um, re- retaking the title from from Batman v Superman and saying that this is the actual worst movie I've ever seen. But but in very like white guy caught doing something wrong <laughs> yeah. sort of way. I apologize I, to the apologies and non apologies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. were offended, by it's, my a, mind. It's, it's it's if you were an offended and also with many qualifiers about it's still the worst the most uh, opportunity cost ever that I've seen in a movie. And how did you make this bad? But, but yes, I'm sorry if you were offended by me calling it the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, Battlefield earth takes the, takes the title for me at this point. And I pray to God that never changes. I don't ever want to see a worse movie than this. It's so bad. And it'd be very, it would surprise me if a movie movie ever comes out. That's worse than this, to be honest. Same here. Yeah. Like I think yeah. this especially is especially one that's a budgeted, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, Fanatic being worse than this would be like, okay, but they spent $3 million on This was like an actual studio movie with a big budget to work with, and you get this. That's 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 a very difficult feat to top, I think. I mean, this makes Jupiter Ascending seem like a brilliant piece of science fiction, yeah. you know? And that's... Yeah, right. Well, we're sorry, but we made up for it, hopefully, by doing an extended Weekly Recommends episode, so... If you did not like Battlefield Earth, and chances are you didn't, then hopefully you find something you like in that Weekly Recommends extended episode. That'll be hitting your feeds here in the next day or two. So check that out this week and let us know what you think of it. So next week we'll be back with Howard the Duck. So it's only going up from here, guys. I think we've we've, we've crossed the, the plane of, of horrific, and we can only, can only be better from here. I think that's the the positive to come out of here is it can't be worse than this ever. So we're good. We did it. I only set myself on fire and blacked out. And that's all, that's all that happened. Well, thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please follow us. Please leave us five stars and we'll see you next time. Hopefully soon at the cinema. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya ya The salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again